Welcome to Extraordinary Retirement with Nate Yeomans and Greg Indovina from Design Wealth. In this podcast, we challenge people to rethink the traditional retirement paradigm and explore what a truly extraordinary retirement could be. Join us for this journey where we explore the roadmap to retirement freedom as Nate and Greg draw from years of financial planning experience and knowledgeable guests to help people live the retirement of their dreams with zero regrets. Hello and welcome to the Extraordinary Retirement Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Navina and Nate Yeomans. I'm Wendy McConnell. Now today, we're going to be talking about probably the foundation, the most important thing, what it is that everybody needs to do first and foremost when it comes to retirement. Correct, fellas? That's correct. Yes. We got to get a got to get a good foundation put in place. It's it's no different than uh, building a house. Yeah. Right. Uh, you, your house is only as strong as the foundation that it's built on. And okay. so getting those pieces right first are just one of the, the five core areas that we need to focus on a good comprehensive retirement plan. All right. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Well, let's jump in. So uh, really, the, the components that we're looking at is uh, the income aspect. If you looked at your core foundation of your retirement plan, it really revolves around income, right? Because of, for, for the first time in your life, you're, you're now having to figure out how to replace your paycheck. And so we call it that foundation because we want to look at areas. So where are you getting sources of income that would be guaranteed, right? Where are the, the consistent paychecks coming in to create a foundation? So if you think about it for a second, that you're now retired and you're not getting that monthly or, or biweekly check that you're used to getting from your employer or your business, however you pay yourself, you've now got to, to create some sort of, of consistent paycheck for yourself moving forward. And so we want to look at what are the sources of guaranteed income that you're getting coming in each and every month to create that solid foundation for you uh, that you know that you can count on? And let's not forget the emotional aspect of that, Nate, too, right? Uh, the fear that people have of all of a sudden, you know, I had this this job that's paying me a salary each and every month or whatever, and all of a sudden that's gone and I have to live off this nest egg and I don't know how long I'm going to live. I don't know how much money I can take out. I don't know what my investments are going to do. And boy, it, it's an emotional event for people. Yeah. So one way to, to, you know, help with those emotions is again, to get the foundation put in place, uh, yep. to get those things done right. And then we can work about, uh, work on some of the variable aspects of the income plan, but where are some of the sources of, uh, guaranteed uh, income that we would put in that category, Greg? Yeah. Well, when we say guarantee, we have to put that in uh, quotes, right? Guarantee, I would say, uh, consistent income or reliable income, uh, not necessarily guaranteed, but yeah, Social Security seems to be the the foundation for a lot of people's uh, you know reliable or guaranteed income stream. You know, there's questions about whether it's going to be there when they retire, et cetera. We'll leave that for another time. But most people would also say that Social Security alone is not enough to to live the life that they want to live. But that is certainly a piece of that foundation that you just referenced. The second piece would be for people that work for the government. 
or were teachers or maybe worked for a corporation that's still to offer a pension, uh, that could be a second piece of reliable or guaranteed income. Uh, and then you get into things such as um, people that own properties. You know, and Nate, you know, Nate, you own properties and uh, you mm -hmm. have a source of income. I wouldn't say it's guaranteed, but it's a reliable source of income. And that income is going to stay with you for the rest of your life, hopefully, and grow. And that'll be available to you in your retirement. Then there's also part-time work. Or if you own a side business, that could be a source of income that that you can count on. Most people's biggest asset, uh, along with Social Security, tends to be the, the, the their home. And a lot of people going into retirement either have their home paid off or are nearly paid off. And there's a huge amount of money sitting in the walls of people's homes. And there are ways and strategies to tap into that and create streams of income. Uh, and then the one we're going to focus on a little bit more today is annuity income. And um, so those are all the quote unquote guaranteed sources of income. And they, then, then we have the variable sources of income. You want to just talk through that briefly? Yeah, variable sources of income are going to be uh, really revolving around your your investments. So yeah. if we think about, uh, you know, now we're we're in the world of uh, how are your IRAs invested, how are your brokerage accounts invested, how are they positioned to produce income for you, and and those income sources are going to be more variable in nature based on the markets and the account balance uh, of what's going on, you know, in the economy and the markets. And, and how those uh, investments are managed. And so, you know, that's a portion of, of the income plan that can create some anxiety for, uh, for some people, but not for everybody, uh, you know, and that's a, a part of, I think, understanding some of your income preferences as well, you know, of yeah. understanding what type of income do you like to take? Um, are you somebody that really likes certainty? And, and you would rather have sources of income that are very reliable, very consistent uh, over time and not a lot of fluctuation there. Uh, there's pros and cons to that. Or are you somebody that is okay with a little bit more variable nature in your income uh, that can be derived from, from investments? And it's also important, uh, and we do this a lot with clients, Nate, is to to line up those sources of income, whether they're guaranteed or, or variable to one's expenses. And we also break down some retirees expenses into two categories. One being, these are my basic expenses. This is the roof over my head. This is keeping the home warm. This is putting food in our bellies, et cetera. And then there's the discretionary portion. Okay. And that's the, having the fun and the vacations and, and all those kind of things and matching up your guaranteed income and your variable income to those two expenses is a really important uh, exercise. Yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, when we can break the two income sources down or really the two income needs down mm -hmm. and we look at, okay, here, here's the basic needs that it keeps the lights on, keeps the roof over your head, food on the table. Uh, you know that you're never going to be in a, a desperate situation as long as you have X coming in. It's not uncommon that we have uh, individuals that say, you know what? I love reliability around my basic needs. It, when it comes to discretionary matters, as far as, uh, you know, taking your, your, your vacations and other trips and, and doing other extracurricular activities, et cetera, it's a little bit easier in a financial plan if due to financial markets or other extenuating circumstances that uh, could create pressure in the home financially, 
for us to have a conversation around, do we tighten the belt in those areas a little bit? It's easier to do that around discretionary needs than what than the basic needs, the things that you have to have come in every single month. Uh, yeah. But that's different for everybody. And so it's important to, to break those two categories down um, so that you address those those income sources uh, differently. And it's a funding ratio issue. It's if, if my base, let's say that our total spend, a retiree's total spend is say 10, just round numbers, $10,000 a month. And between, let's say they only have social security. Okay. They don't have pensions or rental income or tapping into their home, any of those. The, the question, and, and let's say that social security is, um, say, 3,500 of the fourth of the 10,000. The question is, what percentage of your basic expenses do you want covered by guaranteed income? And if it if it's higher than the 35% in this example, then you got to figure out a way to go out and get that other reliable or guaranteed income. Yeah, and that's obviously different uh, for each and everybody um, that we meet with, whether it's uh, from some people have different needs if they still have uh, maybe their largest expense, which is oftentimes your mortgage payment. That changes quite a bit if somebody has their home paid off uh, and now we've reduced those basic needs. I mean, we have to make sure a mortgage payment's made. So that's going to increase the need uh, for more income uh, on the basic needs. But if you are, are debt free or relatively debt free, that obviously might reduce that. Uh, but that also kind of gets into uh, what I mentioned earlier is uh, preferences. Yeah. Greg, do you want to walk us through the different types of individuals that, that we see and really the kind of the exercise that we walk through to understand. And, and this is an important one. There's more than one way to take income in retirement and, and understanding how you prefer to take uh, income in retirement and why that's important to know that let's kind of walk through that and what that looks like. Yeah. Um, there's a saying that we like to to use both on the investment side and on the how you take income side of the equation of what is your preference that's going to allow you to uh, sleep at night and quote unquote stay on the bus or not give up on the plan because you're uncomfortable. In in the world of investments, it's it's typically volatility or risk, and you know too much risk uh, for your liking. Even though the plan is on track, you might you know bail at the wrong time. When it comes to income, there's really there's multiple quadrants that we identify based upon people's preference for uh, how much guarantee they want versus probability based, and 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 then how much do they want that money to their assets to be liquid versus they're okay tying some of that money up in order to accomplish a goal. And it comes the quadrants break out into well, the three basic ones. Our number one is a total return mentality, and this is a person that. Uh, wants their money to be fairly liquid. They are okay with relying on variable returns based on the stock market. And so they would fall into a total return kind of preference for income. Yeah. This person also though, Greg, is is that is, individual is very comfortable with having the conversation of just let me know when I need to tighten the belt. Right. We're, we're okay with making some changes. If we need to tighten the belt, just let me know when I'm out of bounds and I need to uh, kind of tighten things up. And they're okay having that conversation, which is yeah. maybe different than the next person you're going to talk about. Yeah. And there's mathematical ways for, for us to make sure that they 
you know, stay in the, the white right withdrawal range. And these are also people in the total return category that tend to, they're willing to be more variable in their income, but they also have the highest probability that the that the assets will continue to grow over time versus this other quadrant, which is the guaranteed income quadrant. And these are the people that are willing to tie up money for certain purposes, and they want a safety first uh, approach to investments. And th that's the world of uh, not investing. That's the world of insurance, right? That's the world of annuities and cash value life policies and, and things like that. Two very, very different people. And getting back to the idea of you know staying on the bus and sticking with the plan, if somebody is a, a guaranteed income kind of preference person and they end up with the wrong financial advisor who happens to believe and use the total return approach, uh, it's going to be a very uncomfortable road that they may not stick with. So that's why we take the time to really understand people's preferences. Now, there are hybrid approaches in the other two quadrants, which we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on. But that it's just the main message is the income strategy has to fit your preferences and your desires. Otherwise, it's going to be very uncomfortable, even if it's successful. Yeah. Uh, and knowing that there's more ways to do this than than one. And uh, yeah. if we can find that, it's not uncommon that we do see a, a hybrid approach that, uh, yeah. you know, somebody that uh, loves reliability and stability within um, their basic needs, but they're okay yeah. with having some fluctuations. But the key components to to both of these scenarios are, are what tools and, and resources and planning um, tools are going to be used to make sure that you're uh, continually in bounds, if you will, you know, so for yeah. example, you know, we talked about earlier is that that that's perfectly fine if you're okay with variation in your income and, and more of a total return person and, and knowing that the stock market's going to go up and down and portfolio values are going to go up and down, which can create some fluctuation in income. But when do you know that it's time to tighten the belt? And when do you know that it's time that you can actually spend more? Yeah. Hey, um, Wendy, what, what would be your preference just in listening to those two descriptions? Which which one would you fall into? I think that I need to know I need to be safe. <laughs> I need okay. to know where my money's coming from and that it's going to be there. So if right. you end up in the wrong office of somebody that has a different belief than you, they're going to put you into a portfolio that uh, is going to be the sole, besides social security and anything else, you have the sole source of your income and, and you may not like that, even though it's a successful plan. That's what we're talking about. I understand. Yeah. yeah. And I so now the question, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now the question becomes, what if let, let's use that $10,000 a month nut and you have $3,500 in, um, in social security. And that's the only form of guaranteed or, or reliable income that you have. What are your choices? Right. If you're not willing to go out and get a job, if you're not willing to uh, start a, a, a rental, uh, you know, buy homes and start renting, what are your choices? And it there there's a there's a concept out there of creating your own private pension, right? So you don't have a pension after working 30 or 40 years from all from your companies, but can you create your own private pension and add another say thirty five hundred dollars? Uh, each month. So now you're at 7,000, which covers your basic expenses. And then the rest, the other 3,000 up to 10 for your discretionary expenses can be covered by a variable source of income, i.e. your portfolios. So Nate, you want to walk through the whole concept of private pensions and the tools that we use to, to create those? 
Yeah. So uh, in the world of creating a private pension is, is that's, is where we're going to be utilizing and leaning on insurance based products to accomplish that goal. And that's Greg mentioned it earlier and he used the word annuity. Uh, at, at the end of the day, if we look at an annuity, there's four different types that we're going to walk through the different types. So you have some basic understandings of those. But at the end of the day, in an income plan for retirement, and when we're talking about from in, an income perspective, an annuity is essentially insurance against running out of money. And, and it's a way to create some reliable, reliable income that's going to come in consistently every month to fill a need like yours, Wendy, to where you said, you know what, I feel like I would want some stability there. And I would want to know that I just have a certain amount coming in every single month. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to put all your money there. There's still what we call the hybrid approach. And, it, and oftentimes we find um, maybe spouses have different opinions on this of how can we create enough stability to make one spouse very comfortable and, and happy to where they can feel like they can stay on that plan to make sure that they're not making emotional decisions, but we also give the other spouse a little bit of what they're looking for as well. And so if we're going to dive into this a little bit and we, we talk about annuities, let's, let's just break down the four basic types of annuities. Before we do I, that, I want... Nate, let, let's, let's address the elephant in the room. There are many people listening to this podcast that hear that word annuity yeah. and it just sends a, a shiver through their body because of a lot of reasons. And some of them are valid. Mm -hmm. Some of them are, are not. Uh, so could just walk through kind of why that word annuity creates such an emotional response to many people that we talk to. And then you we'll know, go into the four types. Various different reasons. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times it is through experience of, of some level is that yeah. whether they uh, maybe their parents or, or grandparents had some sort of annuity and, uh, you know, a situation arose to where it didn't seem that favorable. Yeah. Or oftentimes what we find is that, it, you know, they're often just sold to do things that, in our opinion, they're not really designed to do. Um, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if, if all I have is an insurance license and all I sell is insurance, that's going to be the solution to everything. But it's important to know that annuities can play a really good role in a financial plan, but they're not for everybody. Yeah. And, and like anything, there's pros and cons. And I think that people that maybe haven't had a good process to go through to make sure that they get all the information they need and the, and the details around annuities to understand if they're a good product for them and how do they play an important role in their financial plan. They may have made bad decisions around purchasing annuity that they were then stuck in for a period of time, or they may have heard stories about somebody that did. And it kind of gives you a bad taste in your mouth. And, and so what we think is important is not whether or not, you know, an annuity is a part of your plan It's it's really understanding what your preferences are and, and finding out uh, and making sure you have the information you need to know to see how an annuity might play a role. Um, it's yeah. also going to be important that you understand the pros and cons to the decisions that you're making, because there's more than one way to create a successful retirement plan. Yeah. So if we're going to walk through the four types, the first uh, type of annuity is uh, very, very basic. Uh, it's called a fixed annuity. Okay, your your principal is not invested in the stock market. 
It has nothing to do with uh, the stock market. It's not directly invested into any stocks or anything like that. So it's not fluctuating up and up and down in value. This is very much like a bank CD. Okay, so where the insurance company is saying you're giving us your money and we're going to pay you a fixed interest rate in return. And after a period of time, um, you can choose to just like a bank CD, maybe you choose to do something different with that money or you continue to, to get paid that fixed interest. Uh, I think the the important thing to know is that while that can be a uh, reasonable uh, investment from the perspective of creating some safety in a portfolio and maybe a, a fixed rate of return, which today is a lot better than it has been in the past because that is one impact of rising interest rate environment that we've seen. We actually see fixed annuities paying a reasonable fixed interest rate, but it, it's for those in the context of wanting to turn that into an income stream that's where things can uh, be a little bit more challenging with a fixed annuity. And, and if things are not done properly and you pass away and maybe have not spent all of that money, guess who ends up owning the rest of the account balance? Yeah, it's not your kids. It could be the insurance company. Yeah. Okay. And, and so understanding if you have this type of annuity or how it's structured and doing things properly to a, potentially avoid that from happening uh, will be very, very important to you. The next type of annuity is something that we call a single premium immediate annuity. So imagine that you give the insurance company a lump sum amount of money and that insurance company immediately turns around and starts sending you paychecks. Okay. So that could be for a period of time, example, 10 or 20 years, or it could be for the rest of your life depending on what you're trying to accomplish. But essentially what you're saying is that, look, I don't want to put this money in, in the stock market. I'm afraid about it losing its value. I would rather give it to the insurance company and know that I'm going to have a guaranteed income stream for a period of time. Uh, and that's what they're designed to do. Again, if not structured properly and you pass away and there's money left over, the important thing for you to know is what happens to the account balance when you're no longer here Again, if not structured properly, that could end up in the hands of the insurance company. And, and sometimes that's where people have had a, a bad taste in their mouth. Maybe yeah. they saw that happen with their parents or grandparents or something like that. Completely avoidable, uh, by the way. And that's something that you can do by structuring things properly. The next type is what we call a variable annuity. Okay, now here's where things completely change in the annuity world. Okay, I just talked to you about you know annuities that were paying consistent income or paying a fixed interest rate. Uh, a variable annuity is now the first annuity to where you're directly investing your money in the stock market. So think of it no different than a 401k or an IRA to where you're investing in mutual funds that have the ability to go up and down over time. And so depending on what you're trying to accomplish, uh, that can obviously create some challenges. Obviously, if the markets are really good and, and uh, markets are going up, you could see some really nice growth in these types of products. But if the market's going down and you're counting on this being a safer, uh, more reliable part of your um, uh, overall retirement plan, that could create some problems because you can actually see your account value going down. Now, a lot of times these products have things called income riders. Uh, the income rider is, is very important because 
this is a feature in a, an annuity that allows you in the event that you're no longer here and you have passed on that you're allowed to, uh, that account balance will go to your beneficiaries. Okay. So that, that is kind of the, the key difference. And so important things to know about variable annuities. I've seen really good ones. I've seen really bad ones. We do want to uh, take the time to understand the fees and the investments and how that could impact you over time. Uh, we have a list of about 15 questions. If you own a variable annuity that we can actually call the insurance company and ask them questions so that we can understand what type of annuity it is, uh, what are some of the features, and probably most importantly, uh, what are the fees that you're paying? Uh, it's not uncommon that we've found three to five or 6% in fees sometimes. And uh, that has created, you know, some frustrations that maybe the markets are going up, but you're not seeing the same types of returns because sometimes we can see a very high fee structure within a variable annuity. And uh, just understanding what that looks like for you is, is going to be important. And, and, and really come in, and people have a perception that I have an annuity, not really understanding right. what a variable annuity is. And like, this is supposed to be safe. And it just went down 15%. How is that happening, right? So understanding what, you, what you're getting, the pros and cons. But there is a newer yeah. approach, kind of a hybrid that uh, we'd like to talk about. And that's the fourth category, which uh, we're going to spend a little bit more time on and then talk about the pros and cons of whether annuity makes sense for, uh, for, for somebody. Yeah, we'll wrap up there. So the fixed uh, next is called a fixed indexed annuity. Fixed in the sense that your principal is not directly invested in the stock market. So um, you are guaranteed that you cannot lose money because of a stock market change. Um, indexing is something that you get to participate in. So let's just use one that most people are very familiar with being the S&P 500. Um, what the annuity is going to allow you to do is participate in the growth of the market through indexing. And so now you're going to be able to follow and track some of the growth of the S&P 500 uh, if it goes up. But if it goes down, you get none of the losses. Now, if you don't get any of the downside, you can't. The worst you can do is a zero percent rate of return. Do you think you're going to get all of the upside in one of these types of products? No, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. Wendy's shaking that, her head. You want one of those, yeah, Wendy? She, I yeah, would like that. Um, yeah. 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 You know, unfortunately, that that is not the reality of how these products work. And so you're going to participate in some of those returns along with the insurance company. And there's various different ways and some of those details that are, are important to get into. Uh, but conceptually is that it is a way for you to, to participate in some of the upside of the market without taking market risk and, and worrying about the downside. Now, these uh, products are also positioned to have an income rider. And that income rider, again, is designed to provide you with an income stream for the rest of your life or maybe the rest of you and your spouse's life uh, without you ever having to run, worry about running out of, of income. Even if the account goes to zero and you spend all of your own money, the insurance company is going to continue to send you paychecks. And that's the nature of insurance against running out of money. And that's where these products can can play a really good role. Now, in the fixed indexed annuity space, um, there are fees and, and things that you need to be aware of. And um, we oftentimes can find fee structures from zero to maybe one and a half percent. 
So we can certainly see lower fee structures that are more reasonable than some variable annuities. But again, they all have their pros and cons. And, and so maybe that's a good segue into annuities are not right for everybody. Uh, they can play a really good role, I think, when used in conjunction with the rest of a, a, a comprehensive financial plan. And we first have to break down what are we trying to accomplish here? Wendy, for you, if, if you said, you know what, I want to create a little bit more stable, reliable income, then annuity might play a really good role for a portion of your financial plan. But it doesn't mean you want to put all of your nest egg there, right? We might just need to do just enough to get that foundational guaranteed income where you need it. And then you're more comfortable uh, with some of the variable aspects of your investments. Okay. Yeah. Um, some of the things that I think you need to be aware of though, is that anytime you're asking the insurance company to provide you with safety and, and whether it's a, a fixed rate of return or it's the ability to index the, the market or provide you with lifetime income, they're going to ask you for things in return. Uh, things that they're going to ask you for in return could be a fee, but most often it's, will you leave the money with us for a period of time? That yeah. could be seven to, I've seen 16 years in some contracts. And so that becomes incredibly important for you to know is that that money is going to be committed for a period of time and you need to be very comfortable with that. Okay. Yeah. And there are penalties for canceling that contract early. And so these are all areas that if you're thinking about getting an annuity or maybe you have one of making sure that you fully understand what you have or what you're evaluating and getting, why you're getting it and making sure you're comfortable with the pros and cons of that decision. I have so let's a just run. Oh, go ahead, Wendy. Can I ask, I'm not really clear. I think when you say that they want a period of time, they want it for um, when you start or after you start or after you are no longer getting paid? Oh, good question. And let's clarify. So let's say that you decide to uh, buy an annuity today and you purchase an annuity. Um, I'll just use a 10 year uh, surrender period. They're going to say, okay, Wendy, today uh, is your starting date. And we're going to ask you to keep that contract with us for a period of 10 years. So 10 years from now on, on this date, uh, you can do whatever you want with that money. But if you cancel the contract in between now and then, um, there's going to be, could potentially be some penalties for you leaving early. Uh, yeah, a percentage, a, a percentage of the money that you that you put in. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's talk about some pros and cons. I, the, we have spent some time on, I think it was the last podcast, Nate, talking about retirement risks, and probably the number one retirement risk that magnifies all of the other risks is living an extraordinary long life, right? Um, everything becomes more of a problem the longer you live in terms of being able to fund a retirement. And one of the things that an annuity can do, especially the ones that are designed for providing lifetime income, is that no matter what happens to your variable source of income, i.e. your portfolios, let's say your portfolio goes to zero. If you're relying 100% on your portfolio, you're stuck with maybe just social security. If you have this concept of a private pension, you run out of money in your portfolio side, your private pension, i.e. in this case, an annuity continues to pay you and maybe even your spouse for the rest of your lives, along with social security. And that feels a lot different than, and it, and it takes the pressure and the emotions off of the, what's going on in your portfolio, knowing 
that you have this foundation that's never going to go away. So that's, yeah. in my mind, dealing with longevity risk because insurance, when you get life insurance, it's ensuring that you, what happens if you die too young, right? Annuities do the opposite. What happens if you live too long and you can't continue to fund your retirement? Um, so it's a good tool for 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 mitigating that uh, that longevity risk. Yeah, it, and that's what we think that they're really designed the best for in a retirement yeah. plan. Um, we we do not believe that you know annuities are going to um, you know be these vehicles that consistently outperform the stock market. Uh, and we feel like we need to be very realist, realistic that when you have, um, uh, you know, guarantees involved and you have uh, lifetime income and, and some of these features involved that we, we need to accept modest rates of return on these types of products yeah. moving forward. Um, but they can be a really good source to, to provide stability in a financial plan or even potentially yeah. rescue. What if your spouse has a pension, but if they pass away? That pension either gets cut in half or it goes away. Yeah. Uh, think about the the surviving spouse that just all of a sudden lost a guaranteed source of income. What that does to them emotionally. These can be good vehicles to say, okay, in the event that that happens, this can be something that gives you that supplement that kind of rescues that pension that was just lost. And so, has yeah. to be used properly. And I think there's a lot of uh, things that you know people need to go through to understand what they're purchasing. Uh, to make sure that it's playing the appropriate role in a uh, retirement. Yeah, and and we've talked a little bit about the cons, and we'll wrap up. the The cons are obviously you have to understand the fees, especially in the variable annuity world. The fees can mm -hmm. be a major, major headwind to growth. Uh, the other con uh, is that these are not going to grow potentially as much as an investment account, a portfolio account, but it's serving a different purpose. So it, it's a balancing act. Uh, like you said, Nate, it's not for everybody, but it is a very powerful tool in our arsenal to create a, a plan that uh, that fits the preferences of the retiree or the retirees. So there's something for everyone. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there is. There's lots of approaches to make a successful retirement. But the question is, which one is ideal for any particular individual? Yeah. And these and understanding tools... Yeah. These tools, both on the insurance side and on the investment side, allow us the flexibility to build something that someone's going to feel confident about to go out and live an extraordinary life. And that's what we're all about. Yep. And here's the question that everybody needs to ask themselves. Have they taken the time to sit down and go through a process to understand what their preferences are around taking income? Yeah. So that they know if this is even a right conversation to have in the first place or not. A lot of times the conversation starts with a product instead of understanding who they are as individuals and what their preferences are, and then appropriately lining up the right options for them to have a successful and a confident extraordinary retirement. Yeah. Yeah. That's and Nate, what, Nate, what would you say to somebody that's struggling with that, uh, that decision or that concept? You know, I think, I think it starts with having a, a, a good conversation around, yeah. Um, just sitting down and, and coming in to see us and having a conversation around what their preferences are and, and having a better idea of where they're at today um, and what they want to accomplish to, you know, see if this is something that, um, you know, would be appropriate for them. Or if they already have an annuity and they're just trying to figure out how do I use this, which is incredibly common, by the way. 
And do I well, keep it? Do I switch it to something different? Do I, there's, what's the penalty if I do move it? Yeah. Let's use our 15 point checklist to uh, call the insurance company. Let's, let's find out what it is. I, we don't know if it's good or bad, but you got to find out and you need information uh, before you make these decisions. We can help you with that. So if somebody wants to find out this 15 point question, how do we go about doing that? Give us a call at the office, 720-833-7676, and we'll be happy to schedule a time to sit down and get to know you, understand your questions, concerns, and we can figure out uh, what the next steps are of moving forward. All right. Good job, guys. Thank you for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Retirement Podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.designwealthadvisors.com or give us a call at 720-833-7676. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of Design Wealth Advisors. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Design Wealth Advisors or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Design Wealth Advisors and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.